0: Listeners, I'm Mark Pikert, editor in chief of the Gay Goods, and one of your hosts for this podcast—shocking, lurid, tawdry—a history of American scandals.
1: And I'm Casey Howe, your other host.
0: Welcome. And today we're going to give we're going to give you a very special treat. Casey Howe is going to give us a scandal. She's going to tell us a tale because we try to go out of order, and I just <laughs> tried to record something, and we had to stop halfway through because. I just wasn't prepared. I didn't do my due <laughs> diligence and I had to call it.
1: You did great. You did great. It's been, it's like, like we said, or like we said at the beginning, we were going to switch up the order because Mark was so tired. And so we were trying to make it work for him. And, you know, and sometimes we just have to say, hey, another day. And don't worry, everybody, you know we will get you that episode and it is going to be a good one.
0: And this is what happens when you don't take care of yourself. When you try to power through and say, nope, I have responsibilities. Sometimes you just need to say, no, I'm going to sit and watch The Alienist on HBO Max and do computer work that is dumb and pointless because that show is also dumb and pointless. And Elle Fanning has no concept of what being a period actress
1: means. Oh, She just, I feel like with the exception of, well... She got away with it too. I think on the great, like I, that was the first one where I'm like, okay, well, no, that's, love her, but that's she doesn't have L to be a period actress. Oh, oh,
0: that's L fanning is Catherine.
1: Then who am I? Then who did you just say?
0: Dakota fanning.
1: Dakota fanning. Oh, right. She's the fanning in that one. Yeah, that's true. They're very different.
0: It's not a great show, but I just put it on and then I do work and it's just in the background and I'll look up and, uh, luke evans is talking about murdered boy prostitutes in the in 1896 <laughs> or i'll go back to work and i'll look up again and uh, uh, dakota fanning is talking about murdered babies
1: Ooh. okay sure
0: yeah it's very strange it's also very filthy luke evans is raped by a gang of teenage boy prostitutes in the first what? season
1: oh my gosh they
0: never really okay. address it <laughs>
1: They're just like moving on okay
0: yeah pretty much yeah. uh anyway do not recommend uh
1: okay. it's fine
0: there's a lot of style there's not a lot of substance it's a lot okay. like penny dreadful that way
1: mm, okay mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's you know you l- leave it on in the background don't dedicate some some real time to it is what you're saying
0: exactly but yeah. i am okay. here to de- dedicate real time to your story <laughs>
1: Well, thank you. Well, thank you. You know why? I want you to just sit back just and to relax.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: that is right. Listen and respond periodically so that I know you're still there and you haven't fallen asleep.
0: <laughs> yes. Although I have painted eyes on my eyelids, but that's just for Zoom meetings.
1: <laughs> oh, that's just a necessary evil these days.
0: <laughs>
1: <sighs> All my coworkers I- think I never blink. Mm. When, when we wish we wore glasses, right? They can just pop them on.
0: Oh, I put on glasses and I sit <laughs> so that the glare is directly in the lens and no one can see my eyes.
1: I love it. I love it. That's good strategy. I like that. Well, you
0: have to be, you have to play offense.
1: Mm-hmm. So true. So mm. true. If they can always see the eyes roll, then it's a dead giveaway.
0: Exactly. You got to keep oh. a little secret for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, what scandal do you have? Because I know you're better prepared than I am.
1: I try. Yes. All right. So this um, this one actually is a um, uh, yeah. This one. So a couple weeks ago, I covered um, uh, Gary Condit, and when I went down the Gary rabbit hole, there is another Gary that ran into a little bit of an issue with um, a girlfriend and a political career. But good news listeners, this girlfriend made it out alive. So we're moving up.
0: Oh, and that's no monkey business.
1: Yay, good job, good job. So this is the story of Gary Hart and his um, rising star political career that went down the tube very quickly. Um, And I just like, there are some things like I listen to a lot of true crime podcasts and it's like, if someone is the pillar of the community they're probably the murderer, right? So on our podcast, if you're a rising star in politics you're probably not for very long, I'm learning. Or if probably you, sleeping with a lot of women. So, you know, the dead. Because yes,
0: let's let's also make very clear that we are talking about uh straight white male rising stars and political Correct.
1: parties. Correct. Yes. Yes. The most uh the most uh stereotypical stars. And they sure are. Sure are. So um, or okay, they're
0: Andrew yes. Yang. <laughs>
1: sure what kind of star he is tbd i don't uh, know
0: hopefully a fading one
1: yes there you go fading i like that um fingers crossed um okay so gary hart was a us senator from colorado and he made um two bids actually for the white house he was born in 1936 and he grew up in kansas in a really really religious household He actually went to um, school to join the ministry, and he got his undergraduate and um, graduate degree from like this—I think—obscure religious sect. That, yeah. So he was like down this religious path for many, many years. He met his um, wife Lee in the in college. and then after he got his, he got like a, um, whatever it is, it's a, um, whatever the doctorate is or whatever from Yale, but it was like the, the religious and philosophy, um, type oh, degree. Yeah. His, and, call, um, his collar, he got a yes, collar. Yes. Something like that. Um, but he didn't end up going to the ministry. He actually took a hard left, um, and went and got his law degree. Um, And then he and Lee moved to Washington in the 60s, and he worked for the DOJ. But at this point, they're like, you know, Washington's a little too much for us at this point, I don't think we're ready for this. They move back to Colorado, he opens a private practice and he does some of that for a little while. Um, In 1972, he gets sort of perked up again by politics and he joins the McGovern campaign. Um, And he was tasked with campaigning for McGovern and he was, for whatever reason, essentially sent to campaign um, like on the West Coast. So he was sent to California. So he um, he goes. So he goes to Hollywood and this is Hollywood in 1972. So Uh-oh. lots going on, I know. And poor Gary saw all sorts of crazy debauchery there in Hollywood, and oh. it just corrupted him. He didn't know what to do, but he kind of liked it. It was kind of fun. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he starts partying and hobnobbing with Hollywood and all these famous people. Um, and he's actually named McGovern's national campaign director uh, during the general election. Um, uh, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, McGovern was, um, stomped by Richard Nixon in 72. It was like the biggest landslide in the history of the United States elections, um, because boy, we know how to pick a president. Um, so, uh, so he gets stomped and Hart's name is sort of associated with that romping, And um, he kind of has to go back to Colorado and regroup and doesn't really make a very good name for himself. So um, he, you know, he has to go, he has to go and, and uh, go back to, to law practice. Let's put it that way. Um, But by 1984, he's decided um, that it's his turn. Oh, and I apologize. I forgot to make this note, but he does become uh, in the meantime so between seventy two and eighty four uh he becomes a senator, so he starts serving in um in the u s Senate for Colorado
0: Well, what better punishment for losing McGovern the camp- the presidential campaign than to become a senator?
1: Yes, exactly. he was really put in his place mm. um mm. <laughs> So, um, so now he's serving as a senator. By 1984, he's decided, now's my time. I'm gonna run, now's my time. So, um, but he doesn't run a real uh, tip-top campaign in 84. He essentially goes on the trail with a bunch of aides and they party it up and have a good time. And he has no real, um, you know, no real policies, no real issues. He goes he goes up against Walter Mondale in the prime in the primaries, um, and Walter famously during the debate um, he calls out Gary Hart by saying, "You know, where's the where's the beef?" Which at the time is the new Burger King slogan. So you know, a little um, Mondale knows knows what the kids are talking about. So he's. He's hip with it, but he's calling out Gary because Gary doesn't have any substance to his campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. So then, so 19, by 1984, the other thing that starts happening in Gary's life is his marriage starts to fray. He's sort of going around with other women. Lee doesn't really love that obviously, but they have two kids. So she sort of bites her tongue. And he convinces her for this 1984 run that they have a shot and she really wants to be in the White House. So she's like, well, okay, that's fine. So during this campaign, they are privately um, estranged but publicly she sort of just swallows it. He apparently infamously would go out on stage like with his family and just not introduce her like nothing like and my wife just completely ignore never acknowledge her presence and she wow. would just be like H-h-h-h-h. yeah yeah so you know he's it's he's not great um so 84 he doesn't even he doesn't really register much on the in the primary campaign um he basically just goes out partying with a bunch of aides and um travels around the country and doesn't go very far so back to colorado they go don't worry he's still a senator so all good you (sighs) um and but not to be one who gives up he decides in 88 okay now's my real time 84 was kind of a time but 88 now i got it um and he starts putting all these feelers out to uh, you know, donors and things like that. That includes traveling around. He goes to um, obviously to Hollywood, but then he also goes to places like Aspen for New Year's Eve and Miami because that's where all the wealthy donors are. Um, so while he's in Miami, uh, one of his D.C. like aides or associates invites him along for a little Caribbean cruise on someone like a friend of a friend's giant yacht. And the yacht is called Monkey Business. So along so along for the ride. So it's this obviously this big yacht. There are multiple people on board. It's not just Gary and like this D.C., um, you know, his buddy. Um, so along for the ride. Is um, a pretty model named Donna Rice, and a couple of her friends. And wouldn't you know it, Gary and Donna had actually met before. They met. Oh, I know. So they're like, "Wait, I know you." They were. They met at um, the New Year's Eve party in Aspen. Small world. Mm Hmm. Wow. Yeah, I know. So they were like old pals. And so they very, very quickly on the yacht become, uh, you know, just talking it up, really, you know, enjoying each other's company. And when they dock, they actually, they first dock the yacht in um, Bimini, um, which is a fine Bahamian island, by the way, Mm. highly recommend it. Um, And they hop off for their stay at the complete angler, um, has subsequently burned down. You can no longer stay there, but they're possibly rebuilding. Um, And while on the dock, Donna's friend says, hey, you two, let me grab a quick pic. And they say, Uh sure thing. And Donna, like you do, hops right up on, on Gary's lap, because that's how I take all my pictures. I don't know about you.
0: Well, yes. Now, now, I do do that. (laughs) That Only with porn stars, but I do do that.
1: That's true. I have seen you on a lap or two. So, you know.
0: Uh, Are you thinking of the Royal Palm Court? Where did we have that horrible office part? Oh, no, you weren't there. Never mind. I wasn't
1: there. I missed that one. That one
0: where I, Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, well, he was a very attractive server.
1: There you go. That's, I mean, I love it. Um, so, so she hops up on his lap. They, um, her friend snaps a pick and it is a keeper. They are both smiling. They're both having a great time. Uh, Donna has on her little sailing outfit and Gary is sporting a shirt with the yacht's name on it, which is monkey business. Come on, Gary. Come on.
0: God, it's just so much worse than I thought it was.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, um, let's see. Um, I mean, oh yeah, they, it's yeah. just it's just yeah. choice
0: after choice after choice yeah, being it's, made. It's
1: yeah, it's just it's like poor judgment after poor judgment, layered on with poor judgment. And oh, by the way. This is not like a Polaroid camera or anything like that. It's like a, you have to, oh, for all the use, you used to have to take your camera and you took the roll of film or maybe the whole camera. Sometimes we used to have what we call disposable cameras and you had yeah. to take it to your, your local drugstore, but it d- didn't just stop there. Then you had to go to the back and there was a little photo station. And they had to actually develop the photos. And you ended up with little, like, postcard size. Oh, they don't know what postcards are. Anyway, um, moving <laughs> on. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, so uh, the photo's great. And her friend says, hmm, I think I'm going to keep that. I'm just going to put it in my pocket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she keeps the photo.
0: That's not a friend.
1: Uh-uh. Nope. Um, so, oh, I had a fun fact, oh, the um, the hotel, The Complete Angler, just a little shout out to that, and Bimini in general, The King- Complete Angler is famous in Bimini for hosting the likes of Ernest Hemingway and Lucia Ball, along with this fun incident, so I apologize to the uh, citizens of Bimini for us once again ruining your lovely island. Oh,
0: I am looking. I am looking at the photo right now. This is so bad. (laughs) This is so bad, isn't it? She is sitting on his lap. Uh huh. They are both grinning. They both have sex hair, and his hand is like on her, like his pinky is on her ass.
1: Yeah. Yeah. His hand is a little too low. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a little too low. And his shirt not only says
0: Monkey Business Crew. There's also a monkey hanging off of the word oh, "monkey" god. to make it very
1: oh god cute. <laughs> yeah, it's a oh. it's a priceless gem. Okay, so this is um, in March of 1987, and um, in April of 1987, so just a few weeks later, he uh, Gary Hart announces that he is going to be a candidate for president. So, boop, 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 good times. Um, Mm -hmm. But this time he's decided, this time, don't worry, guys, I have ideas. So, I got this now, I'm pulling myself together, I have ideas, I'm going to be a great candidate. So, um, he decides, he actually is one of the first Democrats who runs on a, uh, people can have the support of the government without big bureaucracy. Um, And of course he tosses in just for good measure and I'll bring ethics back to politics. Love it, Mm -hmm. why not? Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, so that's April. In May, the Miami Herald gets a phone call. The female caller says she knows a secret about Gary Hart and she has a picture to prove it. Supposedly, it is not Diana, Donna Ross's friend who took the actual picture. We actually never know who this informant to this day is.
0: Oh, interesting. Yes.
1: No one has ever come forward and been like, yeah, it was me, that was me. Um, and the caller says, so the, the reporter goes, check some things out, make sure that it's legit. The reporter says, I'm gonna check some things out, call back tomorrow, and I'll be able to say, yeah, I'll verify your story or not. So the reporter kind of half expected the person to just not call back. And, but sure enough, the next morning, the phone rings again and it's the same caller. And, um, and they're like, yeah, you know, your dates that you kind of gave us do, you know, line up. And she says, oh, and by the way, they're also still carrying on this affair. It was not a monkey business one one-time thing. And, oh, I also know that they're gonna rendezvous this weekend in DC. Yeah, a lot of information. So, um, so the Washington Herald ends up sending a reporter, a a reporter up to DC, uh, or the Miami Herald, sorry. Miami Herald sends a reporter up to DC. Um, Like coincidentally, Donna Rice ends up being on the same flight. to DC that this reporter is on yeah and so so yeah so she's on the same and like the reporter's like gosh that that definitely meets the description of this woman that I've been given so she like follows her or he follows I can't remember what um uh what sex the uh reporter was but they follow her and um, and then they like lose her in traffic, and they can't really follow her. But they know that she's going to his townhouse, and obviously everybody knows where his townhouse is. So they go and like stake out the townhouse, and sure enough, all weekend, you know, it's like Donna Rice goes in, she stays for X number of hours, she leaves. Gary Hart leaves. Sometimes they arrive and go to get like arrive and leave together. And there are other people coming and going from this townhouse, but like, why is this one woman there that's not his wife? Um, and then what really does her, does everybody in is one night, she spends the whole night. She never comes out.
0: Oh, Donna. Oh,
1: I know. Um, so basically, uh, so this is like early, It's it's essentially um it's like the first couple days of May right so um essentially these reporters are staking out his house and they realize that she's never left and now it's the morning and now Gary comes out to like leave for whatever he's leaving for in the morning and he just gets swarmed so they just totally ambush him and they're like who's that woman what is she doing there blah 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 blah. Um, by this time they've had, they have camera people up, they have the whole, the whole thing. Um, so Gary gets his, um, chief, chief of staff or aide to come out later in the day and say, no, 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 no. She is the, um, the Senator has nothing to do with her. She's actually my guest. So I, I know her, I invited her to stay at the townhouse. It's, it's, she's my guest. The Herald goes, <laughs> I don't think so, buddy. That doesn't check out. And they run the story about it on Sunday, May 3rd in the Sunday Herald. And it just blows up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So Gary maintains his position. He's like, I'm not, there's nothing going on with this woman. She's here to advise our campaign. And she's so-and-so's guest. And oh, by the way... Um, Lee I need you to fly in to help me with this so they get Lee to fly in from Colorado to do yeah they damage do control <laughs> damage control so um, so the story runs on May 3rd on Wednesday May 6th Hart's press secretary gets a call from the Washington Post and the post says they have a second woman who had an affair with Hart in 1986 so just a year ahead, you know, swap them out. Mm-hmm. The tip, this is a fun one. So the tip actually came from a private investigator who was hired by another senator who thought his wife was sleeping with heart.
0: Oh my God.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so I just think that he has this reputation in Washington where everybody's like, mm, I don't trust that guy. Yeah.
0: Well, after spending time in 72 LA, I can imagine everyone being a little bit leery.
1: So true. So true. Um, so May 6th, they get this phone call from the post, um, on Friday, May 8th, Hart comes out and says, I'm suspending my campaign. So it happens really quickly. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it, it happened really, really quickly, um, but don't worry, Gary's not—he's not going away entirely. No. Um, I know. During his uh, suspension speech, he actually like goes off the rails a bit when one of the reporters asks him, "Like, Gary, is this going to end your career?" He um, starts rambling and is like, "Absolutely not." Um, this is not going to ruin my career. I have a great career ahead of me. I'm just suspending the campaign to regroup and like starts rambling about all sorts of different things. His kids, the color, it, like it's a whole thing. And, um, and he does not take any responsibility for any of their affair, any of the affairs. And he says that he has made some big mis- big mistakes, but not bad mistakes, whatever that means Uh uh-huh um he also this guy has some amazing quotes by the way um he also says um that he says I think I would have been a great president but now we'll never know (laughs) I was like oh my gosh the gall to be like well it's your fault now when you've just deprived the American people of their best possible president.
0: But also, if you are this self-involved and this egotistical, why suspend your campaign? Mm -hmm. Why not write it out and just say, Mm -hmm. "Uh, this is not a bad mistake. It's a big mistake, but it's not a bad one. And I'm going to be a great president.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, ask and you shall receive. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So by the fall of 1987, um he actually has gone back to Colorado and regrouped and right before the Christmas holiday, instead of just like enjoying Christmas with his family and keeping his mouth shut and letting it all blow over. He can't do it. He comes back out. And he says, let the voters decide. I'm back in.
0: (gasps) Oh, Uh Gary, no, it's worse now.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, um, the people did decide, they decided Mm -hmm, pretty clearly not him not him um he gets nowhere close in any of the primaries to being anywhere close to the uh nominee um he won no delegates and um but that won't stop him Gary at the convention um did you go to the convention anyway right so you go to the convention at the convention he is um quoted as saying to a reporter um he likens himself to the kennedy brothers saying yeah so he's saying all our heroes are dead or he says all our heroes are dead jack is dead Bobby's dead and i'm the walking dead
0: oh gary <laughs> great lines but maybe maybe stop comparing yourself to a martyred political hero?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Two? Two martyred Plumclerks?
0: <laughs> Did he do anything politically memorable as a senator?
1: No, not really. I mean, I think your run-of-the-mill stuff, I didn't look into a ton of career stuff, but not a lot of like, oh, and he passed this, and he was a big this. Yeah, and, yeah there was not a ton there. Um, But... So okay, so a couple things happened. Number one, that informant—like nobody knows who that was. There are different theories that it was um, Donna's friend. There was also during the Bush administration, um, there was a report that emerged that Republican operative Lee Atwater, quote unquote, fixed Hart, um, is by, by essentially saying that he set up the cruise and ensured that there would be a bunch of pretty ladies around um and sort of like I don't know I guess the idea would be like planting all these little landmines around and he's sure to step on one of them so I don't know there's that but also I I just don't I don't think that even matters because um like Atwater didn't make him sleep with them like yeah you can you can be around pretty ladies and not cheat on your wife like I just well
0: this is much like Gary Condit this is one where the reaction to the scandal is what makes it so much worse
1: yes yes right he like he was so quick I mean it's either yeah it's either ride it out and let it you know or you're out and they kind of fumbled both of them
0: well that like less than a week after the it's reported he goes guys peace out uh you know what i don't need this yeah lee doesn't need this we're just going to go back to colorado i'm a senator
1: yeah yeah
0: so how did how did donna rice come out of all of this because i know she got the cover of people magazine quite a few times
1: she did she did so um she was was kind of rode the wave of um the the press of this for a little while um, and then she actually ended up finding Jesus and um, became like a life coach. So, yeah. oh,
0: that's Oh, that's right. I remember hearing that she was a life coach.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So she's a life coach. Um, and don't worry, guys. Gary made it out just fine. So he and Lee stayed married. Um, he did lay low during the Bush senior years. Um, But was given a national security position in the Clinton administration, which checks out. Well, from one horned dog to another. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So he, so yeah, so he, and then in in like weirdly, what he's kind of in the national security world Um, Because he held he held posts in the Clinton administration. And then also in the Obama administration, he was had National Security uh, Council title. And then he also um, was Special Envoy to Ireland. So he's like, he's kept up, he gets appointed positions here and there. And um, but what he's quote unquote known for in like the security council world is that in 1999 he eerily wrote a report that predicted 9-11 it was like oddly specific they say of like him predicting exactly what happened and they're like "Ah, wow yeah." yeah so that's sort of like now his like amongst national security people they're like yeah he um he like has i don't know you know he saw that coming so i was like that's weird okay
0: maybe he would have been a great president
1: <laughs> so you'll true never you never know you'll uh, we'll never know did you see but the yeah. movie
0: did you watch that the movie runner? with you, jackman
1: <laughs> yes but i didn't rewatch it for this for this i, I still have never seen it podcast okay um yeah i recall it like when it first came out cuz it was a little awards buzzy for a hot minute so i was like oh i'll watch this and um yeah, it was, I, I don't recall too much of it. I didn't rewatch it for this, but, um, but I recall it trying to stay pretty close, but I just didn't realize how quickly it all happened.
0: I mean, that's, and uh, listeners, this is before social media.
1: That's true.
0: <laughs> and now with social, like everything spreads in seconds mm-hmm. and people drag their heels on anything. I mean, how long did it take before they called the election? My God
1: my god yeah yeah Gary
0: Hart, one photo come that gets published and Gary Hart takes five days and goes you know what I'm gonna go bye oh
1: <laughs> I mean you'd think he would have a little bit of a thicker skin if he really wanted to to get out there but I think but I think there some... must have been a lot of skeletons in that closet that he knew about and yeah
0: isn't it so weird that Gary Hart is still, like the names Gary Hart and Monkey Business and Donna Rice still have cultural currency?
1: Yeah. Yeah, very when true.
0: really it was like a six month scandal?
1: Yeah, it was like a-
0: Almost 30 years ago?
1: hmm Yeah.
0: Where he had an affair with maybe two women, allegedly. Yeah. But then you think about like- I mean the Kennedy brother he did not mention was Teddy Kennedy.
1: <laughs> that's true. That's an, that's for another episode, Mark. We'll get to because that. Because
0: that really seems more uh more up his alley. And I'm trying to oh uh But I mean I just think about like yeah. Gary Hart is such a cultural touchstone in a way that uh Teddy Roosevelt and uh the woman that died in his car.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mary yeah. Joe yeah. Kapeckney. Mary yeah. Jane Kapeckney. Mhm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Why do I not know that? I did know it. Yeah, Mary Jane Kapeckney.
1: Very cool. But yeah, no, it's it's true but, I mean, and he's it's similar to like the the um Pia Zadora thing. It's like he's a punchline. Yeah. Like the two of them are are just a punchline now. Now they're just like hmm, whatever. Like that's yeah. But it completely ruined his whole race for president and his political g- career all through effectively, you know, for a decade.
0: Uh, well, But at the same time, I'm not sure that I wanted someone to be president of the United States who has a beautiful oh. blonde sit on his lap while wearing a monkey business T-shirt and no, poses I for mean, a photo.
1: Like, I think if anything, it was just like a... A public service announcement for judgment or like lack thereof. Yes. Where I'm just like, mm, the judgment on this, not great. Not sure we want that person being president. Couldn't agree more.
0: Yeah. So yeah. instead, we got old CIA director H.W. <laughs> <H>. Bush. <laughs> R.N. Contra, never heard of it.
1: Yeah, I know. Spiro Agnew, P- potentially a, um, a felony. I don't know. Oops. Whoops. Whoops. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. Oh, uh, poor old oh Gary gosh. Hart. Poor
0: Donna I, Rice.
1: I know. I know. I'm glad that, that Donna, you know, made it out okay. And that was the other thing too, is I think he'd had like these, it was rumored that he'd had these really long, drawn out affairs and they'd really only been sleeping together for like a month. And she was like, all of this for that? <laughs> but i think it gave her a little bit of a a spotlight she did want to be a model actress whatever and her career was quite fledgling at the time so hopefully it gave her a little a little 15 minutes of fame and she can be happy i would love
0: that i would love that for her uh probably (laughs) not the fame that she wanted
1: no no but you know
0: but you know what we have to make do with what we get
1: that's true. To each, to each their own, right?
0: <laughs> Amen. You know what? For, yes,
1: that's, that's the story of Gary for. Hart. The other Gary, but his girlfriend is alive. So
0: And monkey business.
1: And monkey business. <laughs> um, your second PSA is please don't wear the shirt of the yacht you're on. Just don't. Just don't.
0: Well, it's tacky.
1: It's It's like wearing
0: the band's t-shirt to the concert. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's just tacky guys. Like, just don't, don't do it.